Good morning. This is the Luxury Weekly, where I summarize for you 10 news for the week of February 22nd, 2021. My objective with this weekly recap is to keep you updated on what's happening in the luxury industry, but also to share innovative ideas and trends which might inspire you for your own business. Today's episode is loaded with M&A news, which confirms the predictions that the industry would go through a consolidation phase post-pandemic. 1. Let's start with a couple of news from Estee Lauder. First of all, the beauty giant is going to pay $1 billion to increase its ownership of DCM from 29 to 76%. This transaction values DCM at $2.2 billion and Estee Lauder already committed to acquire the remaining stakes in three years, at which point it will fully own the Canadian beauty group. As a reminder, DCM is a beauty and skincare company started in Toronto in 2013, which dubbed itself the Abnormal Beauty Company. One of their most famous brands is The Ordinary, which offers skincare with powerful ingredients but at an approachable price. That was the good news. The bad news that came from Estee Lauder was that Becca Cosmetics would shut down by September 2021 due to an accumulation of challenges and the impact of COVID. 2. Birkenstock is selling majority stakes to Elkaterton, the private equity giant with connections to LVMH, as well as to Bernard Arnault's family office. The deal is said to value Birkenstock at 4 billion euros. The family will retain stakes in the company. The strategic objective of the deal is to expand in Asia and India while solidifying the brand's position in Europe and in the US. Birkenstock generated 722 million euros of revenue in their fiscal year 2019, and they expressed that 2020 was a record year as well. It's a clear contrast to the footwear industry, which was down by almost 20%. 3. Still on the M&A side, LVMH acquired 50% stakes in Jay-Z's champagne brand Armand de Brignac, also known as Ace of Spades. The brand launched in 2006 and Jay-Z owned 50% back then before buying the remaining half in 2014. The champagne brand sold more than half a million bottles in 2019. Talks between Jay-Z and LVMH started in 2019, directly handled by both Bernard Arnault and his son Alexandre. 4. Net-A-Porter, the online retailer owned by Richmond, signed an agreement with Prada to sell through a dropship model. For those of you not familiar with this term, it means that when a shopper buys Prada on Net-A-Porter, the products will be shipped by Prada directly to the consumer. Net-A-Porter will not own the stock and it will receive a commission on the sale as opposed to the traditional wholesale margin. Drop shipping is not new and it's not unusual for department stores like Neiman Marcus or Nordstrom, for example, to favor drop shipping so that they don't carry the inventory risk. The benefit for luxury brands is that it gives more control over inventory and better margins, as the commission on sales is usually 20 to 30%, which is better than the usual 50% or more wholesale discount. Over the past few years, luxury brands reduced their wholesale footprint to favor direct-to-consumer models, whether online or offline. With this effort, Net-A-Porter aims at competing with Farfetch, which was able to attract big luxury brands such as Gucci through a model of e-concessions. It's interesting to note that e-concessions are a great system because they allow the brand to manage the inventory, but most of all, their own e-commerce storefront and experience directly on the Farfetch website. 
While concessions are a standard business model for department stores in the physical world, it's becoming more popular online. Nordstrom, for example, has already implemented e-concessions as well as dropship models, and it recently announced a massive reduction of its wholesale business model from 85% to 50%. Could this mark the beginning of the end for traditional wholesale models where retailers have to buy inventory upfront and carry the burden of unsold merchandise, which often triggers inventory liquidation through markdowns. This is a trend to watch very closely. 5. Chanel launched a really cool app this week called Lip Scanner, which is both a color scanner and a virtual try-on. How does it work? The app uses an AI scanner to recognize the color from any type of image and then matches it to the closest color from the more than 400 shades in the brand's lipstick collection. It means that when users stumble across a color they like, and it can be the color of literally anything that has a color, whether it's from real life, social media images, or flipping through a magazine pages, Lip Scanner will find a matching color at Chanel. The app also scans the user's lip shape, texture, and skin tone to propose the best color shade and allows users to virtually try on the lipstick. 6. A cool initiative I wanted to highlight this week is a virtual shopping event that beauty brand Bare Minerals will host on March 2nd, which is an auspicious date as it's also my birthday. Just saying. The event will take place in a virtual seaside villa and will be hosted by Bare Minerals ambassador for the day, Hailey Bieber. Users will be able to navigate through the space by clicking on the various rooms in a video game kind of world, and each room offers a different kind of content, from video tutorials with beauty experts to interactive activities or even shopping. The reason for this event is the launch of the brand's Liquid Minerals Foundation and Concealer. Users will be able to access multiple videos of Bieber discussing products with makeup and dermatology experts. The event is being promoted by Bieber and a network of influencers on social media who participated in a February 23rd preview that granted access to 800 participants. QR codes located throughout the experience can be scanned to create content which will serve as UGC. 7. In a new episode of Sephora and Ulta somehow sending press releases the same weeks, two interesting news came in. First of all, Sephora announced its largest store expansion ever with the opening of 60 new stores as early as this month, in addition to the 200 it will open at Kohl's department stores later this year. The total store count will reach 700 units in the US. It shows that Sephora has a lot of confidence in its physical stores, which are being enhanced with new designs as well as services, such as buy online pickup in stores, same-day delivery, and new online features such as Instagram shopping or buy now, pay later. Then, Ulta opened a second flagship store in New York City, and the new mega beauty store features everything you find in a post-pandemic store. Cash registers in the back, more space is freed up for aisle displays and social distancing, and QR codes redirect to virtual try-on apps to reduce tester manipulations. 8. Macy's released their fourth quarter results and they exceeded expectations. Sales reached $6.8 billion, which is an 18% decline versus 2019, with online sales growing 21%. 
These better-than-expected results are encouraging and Macy's actually raised their forecast for 2021, estimating that it could reach almost $20.8 billion in sales. The American department store is also investing heavily in digital, which it's hoping to grow to $10 billion annually within the next three years. 9. Still on the earnings side, Farfetch reported their 2020 results. Gross merchandise value increased by 49% to reach $3 billion. Revenue increased by 67% to reach $1.7 billion. Despite these strong results, Farfetch still posted a huge loss for the year, but that was eclipsed by the huge milestone that the company finally crossed during that last quarter. For the first time ever, Farfetch became profitable and posted an adjusted EBITDA of $10 million. It means the secret sauce of profit might finally have been found and it would be really interesting to see how Farfetch does in the coming quarters. 10. Finally, a few rapid news to conclude the week. French macaron maker La Durée is for sale. After posting a loss of 10 million euros in 2020, the historical baker owned by the Holder family is looking for a financial partner. It's unclear at this point if it's to sell the entire business or just stakes in it. Then, Swarovski unveiled their new brand identity and logo. It's still a swan, but it looks more modern. The brand will start rolling out a new store concept called Instant Wonder in New York and Paris first, before being rolled out in more countries. The stores will feature the latest campaign and visual identity. According to the brand, these stores will be an immersive and mesmerizing experience in the world of jewelry. Finally, I thought it was worth mentioning a very positive action coming from Burberry. They are paying back earlier than due a 300 million pound loan they received during the pandemic from the British government. They will also repay 7 million pounds they had received in business rates relief. That's it for this week. Don't forget that you can access the transcript of this episode on the website, theluxuryweekly.com. Stay tuned and see you next week.